0: Good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 20th, episode 2438, brought to you today by Stateline Tack. Good morning, horse world.
1: Hey, you made it to Wednesday. Only three days left till a weekend full of horsey fun. Lucky for you, you have Jamie and Glenn to get you through on Horses in the Morning.
0: That's right. You have us to get you through. And I got to tell you, we have, before we get started with the show today, we have a lot of listeners in Michigan. Actually, it's probably one of our highest states, Michigan. Really? Yep.
2: Hi, Michigan.
0: Uh, well, and they're just getting rained on and rained on and rained on. And did you hear about the Sanford Dam collapsed? Uh, so they're evacuating towns. There's 10,000 people that have been evacuating because the dam collapsed and flooded everything. Uh, oh, wow. So yeah, uh, so all, we're thinking about all our friends up there in Michigan, and the other place that's getting a lot of rain is in the mountains of North Carolina, Ashford. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, so they're getting a ton of rain there too. So our thoughts for everybody that's uh, needing umbrellas right now. It's it's not good in some places. No kidding. Yep. So uh, I'm adjusting things with my new mixer as I'm talking. Okay, you're trying things. to
2: trying to work it all out. I'm trying to sit still without. Cringing too much. I went by our gym reopened and I went back to kickboxing for the first time on Monday and it's now Wednesday and I still can't breathe because <laughs> my abs are so short. <laughs> I walked in there and I'm like, by the way, I'm starting over. And everybody, all the girls were like, us too It's amazing <laughs> what two months of off
0: will do. Isn't it?
2: <laughs> I just can't work out unless somebody's yelling at me, telling me what to do. And can yeah, be competitive against somebody else too. So that's why kickboxing works for me, but I'm like I, I right before the show started, I had to run up the stairs and I sit down and I'm like, okay go ahead <laughs> like, it's like six stairs <laughs> like, what? Oh, don't laugh I can't laugh
0: Now your co-host <laughs> on retired racehorse radio she is she is oh, God. she's just ridiculous. I mean she works out all about I herself and looks fantastic uh Joy just we're calling you out joy you're you're not human. I think so she came jo- from another planet.
2: Her photo, she posts the before, yep. and she's like, this is the before. And Does well, that piss off this, every like, other woman in the world? <laughs> two weeks after, you know, and, like, she's got shredded, ripped abs. And I'm like, oh, my God, my goals are your before. <laughs> <laughs> like, my life goal is the before. God. <laughs> Joy, you're amazing.
0: Yeah, she's not human. Uh, you know, I, we, we, we uh, bunked with her and her husband at a Airbnb during – uh, during one of the shows, during Rolex or something, and, yeah, and she's just not human. She's just perfect in every way. She's not human. That's just Joy. We're calling you out. You're an alien.
2: <laughs>
0: hey, the Triple Crown's going to be freaking weird this year. <laughs> so
2: okay, do you finally have the kind of the answers? We were talking about it a little bit mon- Monday. Yeah. So here's gonna the happen?
0: scoop. Uh, they're going to do the Belmont on June the twentieth. And it's going to be a mile and an eighth rather than a long race, rather than a one and a half mile. So it's going to be a mile and an eighth, which they have to do. It's three year olds that, you know, that this is their first race in the Triple Crown. So they kind of had to match what it would happen at the Kentucky Derby. So that's going to be the first race on June the 20th. And then we're going to go to September the 5th, which is uh, July, August, three months later, right? Um, almost three months later, we're gonna do the Kentucky Derby and at Churchill Downs. and then we're gonna come back uh, on October the third, one month later to the Preakness.
2: okay, couple things. Number one, by the I way, no
0: crowds in any of those, probably
2: that's so weird. yeah um I think it's uh, the benefit of having it in the fall is these horses get to be about six, eight months older, that is which true. is good. Uh, number one number two, what if the same horse wins all three?
0: It's still a triple crown, apparently. Will it still be a triple yeah. crown
2: winner? And they'll would there be like an asterisk by it, like for the?
0: They're just gonna call it the weird players. year. <laughs> the strange 2020.
2: (laughs) I mean, I was reading. Won't everything have an
0: asterisk after it that's happened in 2020?
2: (laughs) I know. 2020 is crazy. But, I I mean, you were saying about the the chinkety pony swim is canceled canceled. as well. And And, that hasn't been canceled since World War II.
0: And we have covered that every year. We've had a reporter on the ground or on the water (laughs) in some cases there every year since we started this show for 10 years. Every year.
2: And it's not going to happen. So I guess what what, they're going to do the
0: auction though. I'm glad to hear that they are going to sell the ponies, but it's going to be an online auction. So,
2: gotcha. And they just they sell foals, right? Yeah,
0: it'll be the you know it'll be the babies, and it's always nice that they get to go to good homes. So cool. Uh, And some of our listeners have some of those ponies from years in the past. But yeah, so I don't know. It's going to be weird. And after last year's Kentucky Derby with the whole contestant and declare a new winner thing. It's just I
2: think what I, I saw a meme that said 2019 Kentucky Derby was the weirdest Kentucky Derby ever. 2020, hold my beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or hold my mint julep, as it is. Right, hold
2: my mint julep. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm going to make it crazy. <laughs> How
0: weird is it going to be watching the Belmont up there at Saratoga, which is usually packed with people that you can't even walk with no fans? Are they going to pipe in cheering, you think? Just for the horse's <laughs> benefit. And
2: down the stretch. they come. <laughs> Hello. Anybody? Anybody? Hey, we'll Hello? be able to hear you Larry
0: Comas. Usually the crowd noise is so loud you can't hear him. We don't have that trouble this year.
2: No, no kidding. Well, hey, let, don't forget Daily Winnie's.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about what's coming up on today's show first. I thought
2: you so, did that. No, no I okay, didn't do sorry. that
0: yet. <laughs> <laughs> so coming up on today's show, you've missed his voice at horse shows all over the world. We have announcer John Kyle, one of our favorite horse show announcers coming on. He's checking in with us from London. Uh, also on the Horse Nutrition Podcast Health Segment, Dr. Wendy uh, Dresses Tooth Care. We had a listener write to Jennifer asking about teeth, so we, we dug that. That one up that we had done in the past.
2: That's perfect because I have the dentist coming, or the vet coming on Friday for teeth.
0: Well, there you go. Well, Dr. Wendy talks about that. And also on Crappy List Wednesday, we look at annoyingly obvious horse names. And that started as a result of your talking about Oreo on Monday.
2: His name is not Oreo. (laughs) (laughs) not anymore
0: (laughs) and on the auditor post show coming up after for the auditors we have a new show coming up uh, that's going to be auditor exclusive that we're going to be hopefully doing the first episode of next week you don't even know about this yet but uh, uh, let's just say it's not going to be safe for work so that we're going to discuss that a little bit after the show today so we have all of that but now it's time for Daily Winnie's so that my daily winny is happy birthdays. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to
1: you. <laughs>
0: and my birthday goes out to an auditor, Elena Gavins. That's it. Elena is the only one today, so happy birthday to Elena.
2: And my Daily Winnie is going to give out to one of our listeners. Her name is Lily Harmon, and she doesn't know I'm doing this, and I'm um, probably just shocked her. Uh, she posted something on the auditor's Facebook page, and I, and for those who aren't auditors, I feel like I need to share with the world what she shared it, so, I mean, I didn't ask for permission, but, you know, she shared it. So... Uh, I'm going to give you the edited version. She bought a new horse trailer and she was super excited. She had to sell hers. It sold real quick. She had to go get one. She found one online, like the right price. She gets down there and it's like ridiculously perfect. She thought even maybe she screwed up the pricing cause it was like such a good deal for this horse trailer that she's been looking for. So I'll, I'll take it from, you got that. So she says, Monday morning, we hopped in the truck, packed up the pandemic essentials, food, gloves, hand sand, mask, and headed south for the seven hour drive. When we arrive, I hop out of the truck and look. The trailer is in amazing shape, especially for my price range. And I thought, there's no way I read the ad right. I double checked the price with the owner and agreed to buy it. Yes, I get ready to open the truck door and it's locked. The keys, (laughs) the dog,
0: seven hours away from
2: the phone. All locked in the truck. She says, my wonderful dog, in her excitement, locked the effing truck. (laughs) So at this point, we must look like wackos calling AAA, obviously using somebody else's phone, talking with you on the trailer, attempting the cone hanger in the door, trying to coax the dog to push the button. I totally get it because my Jack Russell will lock the door every time. He locked it in arizona in the middle of the summer but i had left the truck running because i had just hopped out to grab something on the ground and got back up and used the like, boop i was like no Take, come, come on right here stand right here come on right here no come on right here yeah and so as she learned if you call AAA and you tell them that you have a dog locked in the car you get priority <laughs> so i just wanted to give lily one of these
0: Oh, oh 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 i thought it was for you I don't want to be that girl, that girl, that girl, that girl. You're welcome. Congratulations, Lily, on your new trailer. I'm not used to giving the that girl to somebody else. I'm used to giving it to you.
2: Well, that's the way that I live. But some other people <laughs> live like I do.
0: So <laughs> uh, how nice. how how is Oreo doing? This is the uh, horse that uh, Jamie bought. By the way, if you missed Monday's episode, we got more comments about your explanation of going pick up that horse. People were on the floor laughing, and, and apparently some of our listeners even made their husbands listen who were laughing as well. So
2: You can't make that stuff up, man. Horse <laughs> Oklahoma shopping. horse shopping. <laughs> Oklahoma horse shopping on a dirt road. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um His name is not Oreo anymore. He has been christened with the new name, Gus. Gus, the, 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 the future potential owner and slash sponsor, who still shall remain nameless because she hasn't told her husband yet. Um, So I I said, name the horse, give me like, give me a name. So she sent me like 14, you know, maybe like five names. And I mean, they were like, this word is Swahili for this. And this is Brazilian for this and this, this and all of it. Like stop and all of these long names. And then the last one was Gus. (laughs) Gus it is.
0: (laughs) You have to have something Chad can remember. (laughs) Uh,
2: I got Gus. Well, it's funny now because Gus has – you know, I told you Chad, my husband, will call all the horses by whatever kind of sticks out, which is, you know, the horse that had the weird-looking eyeball that was here for training. He called up an eyeball. The one with the weird knee was – he called the knee horse. You know, (laughs) And so now Gus – has not become Oreo, and Gu- Gus is not uh, Gus. Gus is wormy. Because
0: <laughs> Gus is wormy?
2: <laughs> Glenn, are you eating anything right now? <laughs>
0: no, Gus is pretty wormy, huh?
2: Are you eating anything no, right I am now, not, Colin? but I'm sure okay. some of our listeners are. Grab a bite of a sandwich and let me explain something <laughs> to you. <laughs> so I had to de-Worry. De- de- so he's covered in ticks, right? And I didn't know what to do, so I called my vet. Like this horse has like hundreds and hundreds of ticks like oh. all over his back, his neck, everything. And she's like, if you deworm him with ivermectin, they will die like in the next couple of days and f- start falling off. She's like, don't pick them off because you could leave the heads in there, mm. and apparently that's bad. All that stuff. So plus, it's gross. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't. I was like super excited not to have to pick 250 ticks off of a horse. Gross. So I'm uh, I deworm him with ivermectin, but. Bless his heart. This is a horse's somewhere between eight and 11, right? So he's never been dewormed. Oh my, Glenn, I walk in there with a the deworming tube and he's like, oh, food, yay, and grabs the tube. <laughs> you ever seen a horse that's been dewormed, grab a deworming nope. tube? <laughs> never. <laughs> and so I, he'll never do that again. Cause then I <laughs> ghost him and, um, oh my God. Then I had to give him his like I had to meet the vet for like the drug deal, you know, in the parking lot of the Walmart or whatever, because I had to get some special shampoo for him that will like chill his skin out because he's super itchy and and has like rain. has just some, some apparently he is reacting to all the tick bites by having like these kind of hot spots. So anyway, I get the shampoo the horse has never been shampooed is like completely afraid of the suds. And then I start, you know, scrubbing him and he's like, Oh yeah, that's good. The horse that you couldn't touch his back legs. I'm scrubbing his pasterns, like scratching them. And he's like lifting his leg up and like stretching his lip. like, Oh my God, it feels so good. Keep touching my back feet. Even though they said you can't touch his back feet. So anyway, he's in the wash rack and now he's christened with the name wormy because he pooped in the wash rack.
0: Are they the good gooey white ones?
2: There There's more worms than poop. <laughs> it was so gross. And then, of course, you have to clean it up because you can't leave that sitting out.
0: Oh, God. Oh, my
2: God. Whew,
0: That's so where I'm God. out, by the way. Bye, Jennifer. I'm going back to the house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, Larissa was with me and the same girl. I'm like, you got me into this. You better get over here and help me with all this. So she comes over and she's holding him and, 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 she, and he poops in the wash rack. And I was like. Oh my God! Do you see that? She's like, yeah, I see that. Oh God, I see that. (laughs) Like you can't unsee that. So I will never ever have a dish of white rice again.
0: (laughs) That's one of the few foods you can eat.
2: (laughs) It's done to me forever. (laughs) Oh
0: God. (laughs) Yay! So that's that's, just gross. Flesh
2: wormy. Yeah, it was really gross. So bless his heart. He's had he's had had a bit a bit of it. That's gross. Hopefully, you guys are all enjoying your breakfast or dinner, whatever you're listening to. Oh, uh, let's Yay! get
0: on to something more pleasant, please. <laughs> That's just, hey, oh, on that note, on the wormy note, uh, we have Tim coming on from Zero Egg Count on Friday. Uh, we, we met him at uh, WISA when we were there in January, and he gave us a couple of the testing kits for, for Nigel and Scooter. And I said, well, we'll send them in, but you have to come on and give us the results on the air. So awesome. So, you know, because sometimes you get those results and you don't have any clue what they're really saying. So he's going to give us the results on the air on Friday morning. We're going to see how how Wormy Scooter and Nigel are. And I guarantee... Oh, can you imagine doing this horse and sending that in? Oh, my God. Oh, God. One million worms per square inch.
2: If I would have known he would have been that bad, I would have probably, like, half-dosed him him him. a little bit, half-dosed him a couple, but I didn't know. I mean, bless his heart. You just think, like, his coat is shiny, you know, other than all the ticks and all I was like, mm, this will just take care of the text, and then I didn't realize like he probably hadn't. Oh, I don't want to know. So I think he was wanting uh, that to <laughs> <la>, <laughs> Hey,
0: <laughs> To change the subject intentionally quickly, um, we are doing. We're going from worms to this tonight at seven thirty. We're doing a Horse Radio Network Equine Artists Showcase. Oh. Helena B and I are getting all dressed up. We're gonna wear. I'm gonna wear a suit and tie. She's dressing up in one of her dresses that she wears I need a hat. I need her to wear a hot ball. I have to wear my formal black cowboy hat. So we're gonna be dressed up tonight uh, for this uh, Equine Artists Showcase. We're doing a whole bunch of artists of all different types, sculptors, painters, you know, glass people. We're doing all kinds of different uh, things. They each get five minutes. It's going to be boom, 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 boom. And we are going to have uh, Jean Abernethy of uh, Fergus fame, The Fergus the horse. Oh, everybody knows Fergus the horse. She's going to come on and do a live drawing and do a drawing all throughout the show. And then we're going to sell that drawing at the end. We're going to do a little auction and we're going to sell it to the highest bidder. And that money is going to go to what charity, Jamie?
2: To the Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation. I've trained a lot of their horses. They're a fantastic, wonderful place. They lost a lot of fencing and some winds here in Oklahoma. And, you know, there's always rescues always need money for food and me- medical attention and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so the money's going to go to them. Thanks, y'all.
0: Yeah, Glenn, so, that's so nice. So we'll hope somebody, <coughs> somebody has to bid on it. And you'll have a one-of-a-kind piece of Fergus art from Jean because this will be one-of-a-kind. She's drawn it as we do the show. You can hang it on your wall. So, uh, Mary Schmidt posted in our auditor room, besides Oreo after listening to Monday's show, what are the most annoyingly obvious horse names? My pet peeve is Buck. <laughs> and I think all of us have owned a buck at one time or another. So, you want to hear some of these? People? Well, she
2: posted it, and there is 160 comments underneath I know, it. we're going
0: to do some of them. There's a lot.
2: Uh, how about Blackie? Hey,
0: bro? Blackie's quarter bird.
2: horses, man. They yeah. just name them the color.
0: That's true. Blue, another one, and that's always blue roans, right? Uh, that they name blue.
2: Pal, the, well, the palomino,
0: horses. pal. Oh, yep, God. been a lot of palominos named pal. Ivory uh,
2: pal, isn't that ivory pal? The palomino.
0: I think the next one is one of the most po- top five of most popular horse names, and that's red. <laughs> For any chestnut, just red.
2: How many reds have you know? like?
0: Uh, you can go one through the red. barn
2: at a boarding facility and find six reds. Yeah,
0: we had one named Red too and it was a, you know, chestnut. Um tiny for a draft horse. There's a lot <laughs> of draft horses named Tiny. <laughs> really? That's, that is true. Yes, there are a lot of draft horses named Ch- Tiny. And Joe, Joe is another draft horse name, you know, Joe Tiny. Don't they
2: don't they always name draft horses like kind of like
0: short like old John. Abel
2: and like old Tiny kind of names. Yeah,
0: John, Joe.
2: John and Abel. They tend to get people
0: names, you draft horses. Short people names, not long ones. Like there's never an Alexander, you know, as a draft. Mom, Bill. It's Bill. Your left, Bob. Yep. (laughs) That's true, though. Uh, Paint, another obvious one, right? Mm -hmm. Patches, another obvious one. By the way, we pissed off a bunch of people from a bunch of different states the other day. We're trying to piss off the rest of the audience who have these names right now. Uh, A gray Arab named Smokey. Smoke is very blacky.
2: I got to take uh, Ursina out because she's like Duke is uh, so played out. And I own a Duke, but his name is the Duke because he was named after the Duke. But But that's I mean, come on.
0: How about this? You had one of these pony named Snowball. (laughs) Didn't you have a Snowball?
2: I had a snowflake. Snowflake,
0: that's right. Okay, okay. I knew it had snow and, in it,
2: and it was the most appropriate name ever. She was a white, <laughs> amazing nightmare.
0: <laughs> uh, Cash is also a very popular quarter horse name. That one comes up a lot.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah, so many horses named Cash.
0: Hershey. Oh, you know, I don't. I, I've never known a horse named Hershey. I've known a, a chestnut named Hershey. How about Princess? And we have a friend, Leslie, who has a pony named Princess. (laughs) Very appropriately named. I did see the one,
2: Buddy. Oh, my God. How many horses are named Buddy?
0: Yes. A lot of Buddy. Sugar.
2: Oh, that's a camp horse. Yeah, summer camp, got true. a buddy, a sugar, a princess, a lucky, a Hershey, a brownie. That is so true.
0: <laughs> Beauty, uh, Blaze, Blaze, another one. Oh,
2: that's summer camp.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, Doc. Oh, here's Doc, here's a Doc you're right. summer camp.
0: Doc, another draft I horse name, Doc too. I wrote Doc in
2: summer camp, literally.
0: Pumpkin. Now, I would name a pony Pumpkin. I think Pumpkin's a great name for a pony. Lauren's pony named Pumpkin. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Boy, that goes on and on. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, annoying horse names. How ba-
2: they're just uh, let's see. My cupcake. horses are. <laughs>
0: <awesome> <laughs> that's hot. a pony name too. Cupcake, cookie, oh, cupcake, princess. Good. All pony names. you all ladybug. You hear that one too.
2: My friend has two ponies, and one is named Marshmallow, and the other is Pop Tart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like those. Those are good names. Uh, Bay, gray, and red. <laughs> yes, uh, somebody yep. named their horse Bay well it is a good name you know Bay is kind of a good name it's a color I know but then the horse husband can find it out in the group <laughs> uh, let's see here uh, Sparkle <laughs> another pony name I like Sparkle actually
2: Prince uh, that's a summer camp horse name
0: Star, Star. another, su- another sum- Yep, you're right Coco that's a good name I don't think that's annoyingly obvious though Coco I like cocoa. cocoa. I've Actually, had I a I like cocoa. cocoa. Um, let's see no, what no, else we no, have here happened. on this list. How about- I had a
2: Misty. I had a Misty when I was growing up. I had a Snowflake. I had Peter and Piper, my little Pinto Shetland. I had a
0: Piper. <laughs> yep. My first pony, Piper.
2: <laughs> oh, and of course, or, I mean, it, it just all comes back to Oreo. Now, I would like to say that Karen from Kentucky Performance Products, I've been wanting to get this out there. She has a horse named Oreo, and he's a ginormous, fancy, warm blood. But literally, from the shoulder up, he's black. The middle is white, and then the back is black. It's he true. looks like an Oreo cookie. He it's does. It's, like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he does. He's a great horse, too. Uh, she actually, you know, he's this big, just fancy dressage horse. And yet, when we went to visit them in Wellington, Jemmy, who obviously is our non-horsey producer, she said... I, I want to try riding a horse. Well, they put, they of all the horses there, they put her on Oreo, and he was great. Aww, he was, he was terrific. Dope. He was quiet enough for a, a newbie, which is not always true for a lot of uh, hot dressage horses. Okay,
2: that's the only Oreo ever allowed to exist in the world. That's ever it. again.
0: That's from now on, we're banning all oh, horses named Oreo. Hey, before we go on, I gotta talk to you about something. uh Oh. <laughs> By the way, thank you uh, to Mary for posting that. So let's talk about podcasts remember when we started 10 years ago nobody knew what a podcast was and nobody cared Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh and now all of a sudden everybody station
2: what station can i hear that on in my car
0: where is it on my radio Uh, jamie and i were asked that 100 times at every rolex (laughs) where can what station you on so we'd have to explain it and explain it and explain it for the last 10 years Well, podcasting's come a long way. There's this podcast called the Joe Rogan Experience. Yes. Now, I met him once at one of the podcast conferences. And he has a very popular podcast, one of the most popular in the world. He gets 140 million downloads a month, a little more than us. (laughs) What was announced yesterday, this is how far podcasting has come. It was announced yesterday that he just signed an exclusive contract with Spotify, which means his show will move to Spotify, and that'll be the only place you can hear it for 100 million dollars.
2: Dude. That's insane. What is he talking about? Let's start talking about I have about never listened to about. it. I so, I have a friend that listens to it and she said that there's a lot of she she like loves it, thinks it's funny, but um there's some he just talks about the MMA fighting.
0: Yeah, he, he um, talks and about she doesn't like those. to talk about, right? I well, don't
2: really I tried knew. to listen to it, and the first like twelve minutes are commercials. It's just oh him, yeah, like- he
0: goes on and on about him. He does is all his commercials right up front. I, I, it's really weird. I do know that. Yeah.
2: I mean, put him at the end. I don't know. I don't know what that. What the, you know, whatever he's doing, we should do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to put it out to the universe, Spotify. If you're looking at just spending a lot of money, you need a horse podcast on your network. And we will be exclusive on Spotify for a hundredth of that, one million dollars, and we will gladly go to Spotify. I'm just yeah. letting you know, putting it out there to the universe.
2: We are happy to sell out and belong to you. Um, no, I <laughs> would gladly like to- sell
0: out and belong to you.
2: Yeah, so we're happy to. Please give us a call. Um, that's not going to happen. But I would like to say too now that the the twist in the podcasting world is that when we first started doing this people go what station? how can I listen to it? what station is it on blah 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 and i'd say it's on the internet they go oh, yeah, whatever and now you say oh i do a podcast and they're like oh yeah everybody does
0: I'm yep. like no
2: no no i've been doing it for a
0: long time <laughs> we were I was first
2: before them fine whatever <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true you get that a lot too now
2: yeah oh another, another podcast. podcast and
0: uh, that's when i say no we've been doing it 10 years Would you say 2,500 episodes? They have never listened to another show that's 2,500 episodes. Not even Joe Rogan has 2,500 episodes.
2: How many episodes does he have? I need to know. Well, he's been doing it since
0: 2009, I think. But he comes out, and I don't think he's weekly. I don't know. But 140 million listeners a month. Somebody listens to a show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well then, I tried. I tried because it's so popular, but I just can't get it. I through couldn't the, do it uh, either. I know
0: I tried a while back too and I just couldn't do it. Mark Marin too, uh, you know, he's a big comedian. Has a, his show is really uh, like big. I like his
2: podcast.
0: Do you? Do you like it?
2: I well, I've only listened to one and it was the one where Mark Marin had on his show. It's called WTF. Yep. And he had as guests. Um, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio as a pair, like on together, and it was awesome.
0: Yeah, he's his is very popular. He just but lost... it
2: is definitely not for children.
0: No, no, his is a very adult show. And he, he just lost what? He just lost his uh, girlfriend. Um, and I uh, put boy, if you don't want if you want to cry your eyeballs out, listen to the latest episode because he talks about it. She died a couple days ago and uh, unexpectedly. So, yeah, that's a tough one to listen to. Thanks but. for bringing that down. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. All right. Let's go back to Stateline Tech, who sponsors our show, State and Line we Tech. are appreciative of it.
2: I got to tell you, yesterday, again, Larissa came over to help me with ba- bathing the, the wormy and uh, Gus. And she walks in, and there's like lead, ro- lead ropes everywhere. And she's like, What is up with all these purple lead ropes? And I go, there's two things in the world that I could tell my husband I want for every Christmas and it's lead ropes and chapstick. Like those two things you could never buy me enough. I said, I just went and bought a ton. She's like, oh, my God. It's just so funny because I just got a bunch of blue ones. They were on clearance at State Line Tack. And I'm like, duh. Where do you think I got all the purple ones? <laughs> like she, and I so was your
0: like, box and I came, huh?
2: I wanted the blue and they were sold out. So that must have been you. Yes, the <laughs> box came. We are all in the clear because they dropped it off at the front gate. And I was like heading up to the barn. I was like, oh, there's a box. Run. And I got it. So we're all in the you clear. Hit it.
0: You hit it from him well.
2: It's let's let's not talk about it anymore, Glenn. Okay.
0: Yeah, cause but I forgot. yes. you're in the they, he's in the room with you now. <laughs> this is so no fun. Off. He needs to leave the house when you do the show. Like you can't I can't talk care. about him anymore.
2: I like I care. I talk about him. <laughs> Just he doesn't need to know all the purchases, okay? <laughs> Zip it. It's PayPal. Hey,
0: State Line right now, <laughs> they're doing a uh, they have a seg- uh, section on the website called By the way, the 30% off thing popped up for me again today. So.
2: Yeah, 30% off your order today. Yeah,
0: so go check Which that out. Which
2: is why I bought 10 purple lead ropes, Glenn. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that happened. That was my fault. Horse Leisure, for everyday comfort, they have a section, and it's clothes to live in. And what it is, it's actually comfy clothes that you can wear around the house, around the barn. It's just the, you know, the very comfy breeches, the very comfy tights, uh, the comfy socks, and the comfy shoes. And they have all of that. I'm looking here, uh, you know, most of it is on sale. Uh, they have a big comfort and smaller sizes. They have larger sizes and you can shop by category, sweatshirts and hoodies, tights, tights, casual footwear, socks. You can go on there and see all the different deals they have. And if you're taking 30% off of, of uh, these prices, you are getting a bargain. Uh, they also have right now Weatherbeta uh, products on sale, which includes the fly sheets. They have the Comfortech uh, fly sheet for one hundred nineteen dollars. So, and all the different fly sheets. They have the Airflow fly sheet, which we've talked about here before, for ninety one dollars. And that's the one that covers the whole body and is really not hot in the summertime. You can even use that one in Florida. So, they just have a whole bunch of stuff. Don't forget to look for the. Uh, off orders. I think it's over $129, which you guys can do in your sleep without even Can I just
2: make a personal request to Stateline Tag that you make the unicorn pajama set in adult sizes? (laughs) I mean, for real, do you have to put it in kid sizes only? Well,
0: aren't you almost a kid
2: size? Listen, I'm not that skinny. (laughs) Um... (laughs) The Lazy One Unicorn Kids Pajama Set. I want it. It has a, like a unicorn on the shirt and it says, I believe. And there's like rainbows and unicorns all over the pants. Oh my God, I have to have it. Make it bigger.
0: And you know what would be good right now too, I think, because everybody needs a little joy in their life. And a lot of our listeners get this and love it. And that's the Heart to Horse box. Remember, that's the Stateline Tac monthly box that chips out, but you don't know what's going to be in it. It's kind of a surprise every month, and uh, they're doing that. That's still out there for thirty-four dollars a month. Great gift idea, by the way, if you're getting a gift for somebody that you that will remind them every month that you exist. Uh, and it's easy to cancel it too. You know, you're not signing up for ten years and you're going to be locked in forever. But I, we have a lot of our listeners that love that thing, so don't forget that's there. The Heart to Horse Box, great gift idea, and you can buy just one month, I, I believe, with that. So that you, if you want to get it as a gift, you can buy one month, three months. You can you can do it that way. I, I think that's kind of a cool gift idea
2: oh my god every time i look at a pair of pants on here i'm like oh i like it it's kids
0: (laughs) you need a no let's not say it uh Today's Horse Health Report is brought to you by the Horse Nutrition Podcast on the Horse Radio Network. The Horse Nutrition Podcast covers topics you will love. It highlights the world's most extraordinary horses, how they're trained, and what kind of nutrition they're given. A part of Purina's Full Rain documentary series, go to purinamills.com slash Rain to see all of the videos and to hear all of the podcasts. Uh, You can also find them on the Horse Radio Network podcast app. Well, now we had some questions on horse teeth. And uh, so we looked back in the archives, and we had talked to Dr. Wendy about this. And, of course, she's our resident uh, doctor, veterinarian, and she had done a whole segment on horse teeth. And uh, she's also a traditional Chinese medicine doctor as well as a traditional veterinarian. So let's hear Dr. Wendy in the discussion about tooth care. And you have to listen in because this horse you got, all the teeth are probably falling out with the worms.
2: We are going to explore that on Friday, so this is going to be good. I can't wait to listen.
0: (laughs) And now it's time for the traditional Chinese medicine topic today, and Dr. Wendy has joined us. And, by the way, Dr. Wendy is the same Wendy. We've had people confused about that because I always introduce you like you're somebody new at this point in the show. It's still Wendy. Oh, really? Yeah. I've actually had people say, is that... Is that Wendy?
3: Like is that the same Wendy? Host Wendy yeah. and Doctor Wendy. Yeah, and Doctor Wendy, Mike?
0: like two different people. No, it Maybe is Doctor we Wendy. Tell them I
3: have split personality. <laughs>
0: well, she does. That is a problem sometimes. <laughs> Kyle will tell you. But Doctor Wendy is with us. We're going to talk a little bit about dentistry, and Doctor and Tucker was just here to do our horses' teeth.
3: And that actually is a good way to start this topic. Like, why do we float our horses' teeth? Right. Well, Horses' teeth are different than our teeth in that horses' teeth continually grow. You know that they're if you've ever seen a picture of a of a tooth and how long the horse's tooth root is, um, it's really a long tooth because it's growing continually. Like always, works its way up, and that's that's what grazing animals need teeth like that. Okay, to chew the grass, and that saying "long in the tooth" that's what that means. Like horses, as they get older, you can see more and more of their root, and also their incisors start to go out a little bit more. You have more of an angle, so that's what that saying comes "long in the tooth." So, in Scooter's case, he probably had some sharp edges on the on he his did, teeth, yep. and yeah, and so when Doctor uh, Tucker got the Sharp edges off, it feels so much better. Because one of the biggest things I saw when I was doing a lot of dentistry is if you have a horse that's actually with no head problems and is pretty stoic, sometimes people forget to get their horse's teeth done every year. So you might go in there and see this horse and his has horrible points on his teeth. And what happens is, you know, when you bite the inside of your your mouth? And you get a little, um, it hurts a little cut. <laughs> it hurts. And then you keep it's swollen. And then you keep biting it over and over and over again. So that's a common problem. You see some, um, some ulcers on the side of their mouth. And um, when I, we talk about uh, the sharp points, it's actually the edges of the molars. Okay. So the most common thing that we need to do when we're floating is if you look at a horse's jaw, the molars on the bottom are a little narrower than the molars on the top. And horses, when they chew, do something called lateral excursion, right? So you know that sound what, that we love to hear in the barn when your horses are eating and chewing their hay and it's just like that that grinding sound of horses eating. That's their molars, kind of like a grain mill, uh, rubbing back and forth. And that's how they break down the hay and the grain they eat. So because the inside, the bottom teeth are, are narrower, the points, they grow points next to their tongue on the bottom. Okay. That's where the sharp points get. And on the top, they get points on the outside. So if those points get real sharp, it can, Decrease their amount of lateral excursion. So the amount of surface area they have on their molars gets smaller because they have these points or these ramps. So when they go back and forth, instead of um, going laterally back and forth, they have to actually almost open their mouth because the ramp, you know, sends their teeth at a, a strange angle. This also is painful to their temporomandibular joint. And some horses can put up with it you know some t- horses won't see it other horses are very sensitive in their temporomandibular joint and people having temporomandibular joint pain co- is is a s- source of migraine headaches so um That's another reason why floating your horse's teeth all the time is important, especially if you have a dressage horse or you have one that has to keep its head in a certain frame. Another reason why we want the maximum chewing surface area on the molars is so that the horses can extract the most nutrition out of their food. So you have to think about it. Like If they can't properly chew their food, a lot of their food will go undigested through their tract. It'll be harder for them to digest it. So we're talking about older horses um, with the equine senior. The reason that the equine senior, you can mash it up and make it into a mash is horses that are past the point of being able to chew can get the maximum nutrition out of that food. If they have to be able to chew and they don't have any chewing surface and they have to eat grass, they can't get the maximum nutrition out of that. So, Glenn, I'm super happy that you finally had Dr. Tucker come out to do your horse's teeth because when you first got that pony, his teeth were horrible.
0: Yeah, he's been coming out every year, um, oh, about good. once a year, but he gets pointies every year. I mean.
3: Yeah, they will because their teeth continually grow. So I would say that when they're babies, you know, they're, if you've ever looked at the, how we tell what age horse's teeth are is the age of eruption and when they start getting into wear. So a good schedule for floating is, um, when they're, when they're babies, you should have your, um, your vet look at their teeth every year, but they might not need like a super extensive float because they have baby teeth. And sometimes you'll have caps that are retained and things like that. So that is really a time where you have to look in the mouth and then decide what you're going to do from like five or six till they're 12, I really recommend that horses are done every year if they have a normal bite. If they have an abnormal bite, it wouldn't be wrong to at least have your vet look at them every six months because during the time they're five to 12, they're in the most work. And also their teeth are really, um, you know, their teeth are really growing and you don't want any little problems to turn into huge issues like so if you start to have have you heard a wave mouth glenn have you no. ever okay so their molars they have six molars in all four corners right of their mouth so their top teeth have 12 molars and their bottom teeth have 12 molars okay those teeth should act like one solid tooth together so they should all be the same height and they should all be at the, the table surface, the chewing surface should all be at the same angle. Sometimes we call it wave mouth because like the most common reason they have it is they have a little bit of an overbite. So their teeth may not line up correctly. Like if they have a little overbite, their, their top molars may be more forward than the back molars. And so certain forces will cause... Hooks to form, not the same side hooks that we were talking about before, but these are are like abnormal. Sometimes we call them ramps and um, and then a true wave mouth will be like instead of the tooth being one flat surface, it looks like a wave. So in those cases, that can be really bad for the horse's teeth because the places where like the low point of the wave. Is, where that's touching, that can cause a lot of pressure on the teeth below it and it can cause the teeth to separate and then they can get um, tooth root abscesses. So if you routinely float your horse's teeth between five and 12, you can cut off any issues you might have as geriatrics I think a lot of people sometimes forget to get their horse's teeth floated once they get a little bit older or if they're, like I said, stoic. And then if you say, I i mean, there are many times where I have opened a horse's mouth and the people said, oh, well, I've never had to float his teeth. And the horse is 15, you know. And by then, if he has wave mouth or some tooth root abscesses or, you know, maybe something's hurting him and that's why they call me, it might be too late then for me to give him um, to, re- to fix those problems. Maybe now all I can do is really take down a lot of tooth or remove a, a, a rotted tooth. And that horse is going to have to deal, like when he's 20, is going to, have a lot of issues with chewing. Whereas if you, it's like maintenance, if you take care of their teeth all the way along, if you, if you're able to do that, if you have your horse at that age, you can extend their life so much further because you're extending the life of their teeth. So you won't have, you won't have as many nutrition problems later on. Also, just like in people and dogs, tooth root abscesses can lead to um, a systemic bacterial infection. It can also lead to immune problems later on in life. Because the, the teeth, gland are connected to the rest of the body.
0: Just like when <laughs> we get a toothache, it, you just suffer. <laughs> it's right. It's just su-
3: It's painful. Yeah. And also your bacteria spreading all out, all throughout your body, and your body has to fight hard to, to combat that. So I'm sorry I've rambled on and on on my soapbox about teeth, but I want to stress it's very important. (laughs) It's very important to do your horse's teeth.
2: Is it me or did anybody else while listening to that? like start checking the calendar and seeing when your horses do like I was like okay hold on when was the last time Zara was done and I know Stan Lee he's got wolf teeth well he's only one so I don't do, I have to worry about that yet and then how, how often you know I'm, I'm like going through the mental note I just texted my border I'm like hey Luna's due that's coming on Friday let's add her in <laughs> like
0: all the things so well this yeah. health segment was brought to you by the horse nutrition podcast on the horse radio network now in the third season each show highlights some of the 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 world's most extraordinary horses, how they're trained, and what kind of nutrition they're given to help fuel their performances. Episodes this year include training Hollywood movie horses, therapy horses helping veterans, and an inside look at traditional charro horsemanship. It's all part of Purina's Full Reign.com. Documentary series. Go to pirina mills. dot com slash full rain to see all the films, interviews, and the podcast. And of course, you can find the horse nutrition podcast any place the podcasts are found. Well, there is one guy that uh, everybody has missed this year. If you didn't get to go to Rolex, or you you aren't going to your favorite show, or you aren't watching shows from around the world. You're missing one of the most popular announcers in the world, and we just thought it'd be nice to hear his voice again, act like everything is normal, <laughs> and we're going to bring John Kyle on all the way from London and find out how life is over there. Well, hi, John. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us. My God, it's been a while.
1: Yeah, it's not not been uh, not today or yesterday. <laughs>
0: You' going crazy, stir crazy over there in London. You are a man who travels ninety nine percent of the year.
1: I miss people, Glenn. I miss <laughs> people so much.
0: You even agreed to come on and talk to us. That shows you how much you miss people.
2: He's <laughs> like, "Can I come over? Is yeah. that yes. cool? <laughs> I'll come
0: to We're your studio." To right. Yeah, John. London's had it tough. Have you been like locked up, except for going to the store?
1: We are, we're not quite as uh, tough as it has been maybe in Italy or Spain. We were allowed out for exercise on a daily basis. Thankfully, our prime minister, whatever else he does, he is a cyclist and a jogger. Um, (laughs) So... We have been um, going out jogging or walking every single day. Um, In typical fashion, it has been absolutely stunning weather here. I mean, you know, I'm talking to you from London. I've got to talk about the weather, but it has been so sunny and beautiful. We've had rain for about three days, which is when we had some workers to come and try and fix our roof. Um, But other than that, um, we haven't had a drop
0: now, for those that don't know, uh, John, uh, his significant other is Pippa, and she is she's the editor, right, the big boss, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so over at uh, Horse and Hound, and she uh, is she sick of you yet?
1: Um, she's. I, I think she's just a little bit bemused. Like <laughs> it's just like, who are you, and why are you still here? <laughs>
0: She's probably going crazy, too, because she's an actress and does a lot of stage stuff, and she's not doing that right now.
1: No, that that's that's all closed down. I mean, goodness knows what will happen if we, you know, socially distancing is going to put a real a real cap on theatre activity and stuff. She's more, more on the production side, but yeah, I mean, Horse and Hand is uh, they have been working for several years with a partial work from home strategy, so they've moved entirely over to that. Horse and Hand is um, is being directed from the room just below me, and is every day. So she so wrote,
2: um, being that my husband is an airline pilot, okay, yeah. and now he's home all the time. How is she handling that? Does she have any tips for those of us <laughs> whose husbands aren't traveling? Maybe I should just call her.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe so. I mean, is, it, um, is he away more now? Because he used to be in the Air Force, didn't he?
2: Yes, he was in the Air Force. But most of the... I mean, he would take long trips, be gone yeah. you know, two weeks to a month at a time. But now it's like... Typically, he's gone four days and home three, gone four days and home three. So it's a, a different kind of routine that we yeah. have to establish.
0: And now he's home all the time. Joy. And
2: now <laughs> he's all, he's on call. He's on call right now. And uh, nobody has called <laughs> <laughs> for like a month. <laughs>
0: So John have you when are you when are you going to go back to work and I you know So
2: so just to finish that up yeah. so you're not going to let me talk to Pippa is that what's <laughs> getting I'm getting Okay, well, cool. uh,
1: at, at, at the mo- at the moment, she is the reason she couldn't come on today is that uh, this is one of the Wednesdays when they are getting everyone together on one of those dreaded Zoom calls. But actually, <laughs> they're doing a little they're doing a little bit of team morale, so it's, it's okay. team building Wednesday at Horse and Hand.
0: I'll check in with her later. It's
2: fine.
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Sorry. How many on. times in a team morale call on Zoom will they say we'll get through this? About fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you are you do you have anything booked or are you gonna be going out announcing anywhere
1: no I mean I, I've got bookings but they just you know they just drop off every you know a couple <laughs> of times a week it's just like oh that's canceled now okay that's 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 great um no um it's it's really tough uh, and I I just you know I think there's so many freelancers in the industry, you know, from, you know, braiders and jump crew and everyone. I mean, we're all in the same boat. I mean, it's it's quite exciting that um, there could be some eventing later um, next month at Stableview. There should be an international show jumping competition at Kentucky Horse Park with the Split Rock team. Um, but at the moment, um, you know, I, I've always said during this, like, well, Am I going to be able to travel? And then there's also a point of will I want to travel for a wee while? And you know, at the moment, actually, if I was invited to come and work at any of the events going in the United States, we've currently got the the travel restrictions, so yeah, we actually can't true. go. Yeah, um, and quarantines, so,
0: right? So 14 days locked down. You know, so that
1: it's, wh- they haven't actually given the details on that. That's a that's a, a been a policy that's been announced with more detail to come. Um, And we are not yet clear. I know the industry is pushing back a great deal about it because it's it's very tricky because it's to be as far as we know at the moment here at our end, it's to be self policed.
0: And it, but it, uh, you know, and it depends on what country you're going to, too. Some of them yeah. are enforcing it, so you're, you're going to have to be looking at each country. If or, Well, that brings up the next question. You have done some announcing from home where you're watching the video and you're doing announcing it, and, and there are some shows you go to where you're actually watching the video. Do you th- see yourself maybe doing more of that?
1: I think um, with the potential restrictions on the public getting into places, I think that that is going to be something we do as a halfway house i mean one of the things i'm doing at the moment is we're doing some simulated eventing through the equi ratings team where we actually have no pictures we're making them up in our head based on some scores that have been produced by a computer model but to go back to your question the yeah i think remote commentary um is something that we'll see a little bit more of because i think live stream some way to access the sport is going to be critical in helping owners understand why they can't physically go to the venue um and it's not perfect and there's a lot of what we're going to do in the next six eight twelve months that is not going to be perfect it's not going to be the sport we used to know uh but it might be a path getting back to that and we need to just you know we need to follow the regulations that are set out for us um and you know it's imperfect because there's nothing to beat walking a course, talking to riders, getting their feel for it, just really understanding the vibe and the atmosphere on the showgrounds at that particular moment, um, which you just can't get doing it off a tube.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, Pippa wrote an excellent article for Horse and Hound. I saw it yesterday. I think she came out and I, I wrote her a note. That's what reminded me I needed to talk to you and hear your voice again. So you know, she wrote an excellent article and it made me feel better because apparently horse people in England whine too. And it's not just American horse people. Uh, It Uh, made me uh, feel better about Americans. uh,
1: I was doing, I've been very lucky to be asked to um, host a new podcast for Horse Sport Ireland as well. And we were talking this day last week as Ireland announced how it would start getting back to sport. And one of the things that they've been very particular about in Ireland is distance regulation. And, the first thing is it's five kilometers. So if you can get to a, if you can you know take your horse to a training facility within five kilometers and you can search your distance once you're there, you're good. But you can't go 15, you can't go 200 and blah, blah, blah at the moment. And this might only be for two, three weeks. Well, the pushback against that on day one, uh, apparently from the Irish equestrian industry, you know, and people who should know better and uh, was just amazing. And it's just like, I think as a as a sport we're we're so used to being out quietly in the countryside, and these things don't affect us or we like to think and now it has affected us, and we're like, well, that's great, we've put up with this nonsense for eight or nine weeks
0: um, we just <laughs> we're want to done. we
1: want to we we're, we're done we want to go back to exactly how it was before um and if I can't take my dog to a horse trial as well, I mean it's just rubbish um <laughs>
0: I thought that was funny. That was the thing when I read the comments under, uh, under the one that she was talking about, it, it, the British announcement. It was They're not allowing the dogs because they don't want dogs getting loose and you're having to chase a dog. I don't think dogs should be a competition in the first place, but then I'll get a Send your hate mail to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Um, I've said that all along. But that was the thing that I, I was like, you, that's the thing you're choosing to argue about is you can't bring your dog right now?
1: You know, I, it's like Pippa said, and I think, you know, everyone just has to get their head around this. It might not work for you, but it might work for 20 or 30 percent of the people who make their livelihood out of this industry. And, and also 10 percent of the people who do it for fun as, as, as amateurs. And if that constituency gets us back going and, and starts some money floating around the eco- economics of our industry again, well, that's you know that's that's good news, and you know what, what's that that horrible old hackney? You know, better to light a candle than curse the darkness.
0: <laughs> so, uh, although what stuck out to me is the Ireland thing—five kilometers—you couldn't. You can't, I can't get to town in five kilometers here. It's things are so much smaller there than America. You would have to make that 500 kilometers or 100 kilometers to be able to go to Jamie. What's the closest horse show? You have one right down the street, but beyond that, you're driving to Texas. When I
2: lived in Arizona, we went to California.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: No, well, again, I mean, it's at the moment, it's about, you know, Training to compete, we're not quite at the stage of them launching competitions in Ireland yet. So it's just like getting to
0: Ireland hasn't had it as bad as eng- England, right?
1: So, I mean, I don't know the per capita numbers, and I wouldn't necessarily right. like to speak to that, Glenn, because I mean, yeah, i, I got think, it. you know, com- comparison, yeah. Um, uh, in they, they haven't quite been in lockstep, um, in terms of things that have happened, which has made it quite interesting for me with a foot in both camps, you know, to watch. So they, they locked down, and they actually put in this distance regulation. And then at 24 hours later, they had to explain what they meant. And it was initially, it was five kilometers um, within which you could exercise around your own home. But like you say, in Ireland, there's quite a lot of places, and my parents would be one of them, where you can't go and buy your groceries within five kilometers. So they very quickly had to say, no, 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 you can drive to your nearest shop, but you just can't. <laughs> You, don't you can't have to
0: walk starve. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't ride your bike there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's something. Well, John, I hope that we get to hear you back uh, working here sometime soon. We all hope that, and uh, you know w- whether you're doing it remotely or not doesn't matter. You know, we were just talking how talk about how everything's changed. Our triple crown now has is just to- they're running it totally out of order. The Belmont's you know going to be first. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Larry Colmas is rethinking how he's gonna announce all those races. <laughs>
1: it's... Oh, it's, it's it's very, very strange. I mean, we had a virtual Grand National this year with all computer simulation and, and graphics. It was a really interesting, uh, a really interesting race, a really interesting uh way to do it. And it was basically the first live sport we'd had on our television since since the beginning of March. So three or four weeks in. I mean, I think the whole country sat down and watched the Grand National.
2: Let's be honest. The whole country sat down and gambled on the Grand <laughs> National.
1: <laughs> well, this year, the... It <laughs> uh. went towards the health service, so that was better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you uh, a little bit about the Olympics. Are you, were you signed up to announce at the Olympics this year?
1: Yeah. Uh, like last time, I was going to be the uh, the English language world feed commentator so which meant that if you'd been watching on the nbc app for equestrianism you'd have got me um so i was due to go out there um about 10 days before the games be there for all three equestrian disciplines uh first time going to japan very exciting not even without the olympic aspect and uh yeah that's that's gone
0: yeah i assume you'll be next year then
1: Yeah, they they sent out, uh, once they reconfirmed the dates, they resent all our contracts uh, with an addendum for the dates uh, to keep it all the same. Uh, I I mean, it offers up one or two opportunities I might be able to now come to some some events in America that I was going to have to give a a bye to this year because of having to go to Tokyo. So if everything's back on track, um, you know, sort of mid to late July and we can all fly and move again and there's there's enough call to bring over an announcer from Europe, so... That's kind of when I think uh, I'll be going again. So actually, Olympics time. But you know, I can understand why the Olympics itself needs to be off. It's such a big beast.
0: Yeah, yeah, they had to do that. They were just because of all the travel restrictions and and athletes not being able to actually they they had to go more than five miles to practice so yeah <laughs> athletes in that problem too it would be interesting to see what happens next year and, and of course all the federations are now dealing with qualifications and how are we going to change all of those and how are we going to make that work and you know they're all dealing with all of that stuff do you think will they still so let's say there's a big show a jumper show here in the united states and no fans because that's how it's playing out now right so let's say we're still in you know in july and august and there's no fans allowed will they still bring in a big announcer just for the the feeds and stuff
1: i think um i mean it 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 really is going to depend event to event and budget but i think you know probably now is the time uh and i would say this but to double down on those feeds um because they are going to be the way to keep sponsors happy and maybe paying a similar amount um so that they feel that they are getting um bang for their buck and um, that that sort of activation um and like you say there's options about you know whether it needs to be a flight or whether there's there's a way of getting the stream out i mean i i actually last year i was commentating a plantation field horse trials into into a box um that was going the feed from that box was going up to saratoga to car hughes and they were actually broadcasting it from there
0: how oh, was that? Right? Um,
1: so, so in in effect, a lot of the heavy lifting for that particular plantation field broadcast was in Saratoga. It was permanently built at Car Hughes' facility. The cameras and the announce booth were remote. The fact that the announce booth was in Pennsylvania was one thing. The announce booth could have potentially been in London.
0: Yeah. You know, we did, uh, Wendy and I announced at a couple of, we did a marathon at a couple well, at Live Oak here in, you know, which you've been down to for, yeah. for the carriage driving. And we did the cross country announcing there and you, you're sitting in a tent watching a feed anyway.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, yeah. at the, at the Olympic games in Tokyo, I, I hadn't quite got to the bottom of this, but as you may be aware the cross country was actually going to be at an entirely different venue. Um, but the television hardware was all at the dressage arena, show jumping arena venue. And I believe that I would have been calling the television cross country from there.
0: Yeah. So it wouldn't matter whether you're in London or there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. Well, I we, we do hope we get to hear you very soon. And you guys be safe over there, above all things. Tell Pippa we Thank said you. hello. Can Give a plug for you. You said you're hosting a podcast. What's that?
1: Yeah, so Horse Sport Ireland, the, the National Federation for Ireland, are launching a podcast. We had the CEO on talking about these new restrictions. Uh, Ronan a little bit about his own life as well he's a very interesting guy Um, and they're a really interesting federation as well because they not only look after sport but uh, they're one of the only federations in the world that also looks after breeding as you can imagine with the Irish sport horse and the Irish draft horse Mm. so um, there's lots of aspects of that and uh, also they're a federation that are doing tremendously well uh, with all of our Olympic qualifications we're one of only eight nations with three teams for the Olympics, one in each discipline. So um, that is uh, that is a work in progress. Episode one is out. Uh, we're working on episode two, and also deciding whether it will be weekly or fortnightly, uh, um, as we just try and get people during this uh, this tricky time. And what's you it called? I've got a. Uh, it's just the Horse Sport Island podcast. It is available through their website at the moment. We're just working on seeding it into all of the uh, the podcast aggregators. Uh,
0: by the way, as a guy who's done a lot of podcasts over 12 years, I recommend twice a month and not weekly. <laughs> and yeah. especially not daily, right, Jamie? Not um, daily. Glenn, nobody, you, nobody does that.
2: Can you use the proper term and say fortnightly? Yeah, Thank I you. like that. That'd fortnightly. I really like that. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> fortnightly. Um, I, I,
1: I've also heard that in... Uh, in France, it's, uh, the word for fortnightly, it directly translates as 15 days, um, which really confuses anyone who goes there and learns the language because they're just like, but, but it's not. It's, it, two weeks is 14 days. I mean, it's it, uh, 15 days. You know, two 15 days is a month. It was like, yes, but 14 days is two weeks.
0: <laughs>
1: That's funny.
2: It's very confusing. <laughs>
0: John, thanks a bunch. Uh, good luck with the new show, and we'll look forward to talking to you again.
1: Thanks, guys. Have a great day.
2: All right,
0: see Thanks, you, John. Don. Well, there you go. Now you got the latest from London and how everything's happening over there. So he sounds he sounds like he's in good spirits. He and Pippa are... are, uh, uh, are they're uh, still I, together. So yeah, they're good. still together, and she's still running Horse and Hound, and they're still putting out articles, so it's all good. You want to do some weird news? Let's change gears a little bit before we wrap up this show. By the way, auditors, hang around. We have an announcement for you after. Uh, but you have some weird news, right?
2: I do. Um. So imagine if you were in an ATM machine. Uh, I, that's redundant. ATM and you're in a booth and <laughs> let's just don't go in one in India because uh, this guy was in the booth. And I, I only brought this to the table because I know you love stories about snakes. Oh, snakes, I knew it was going to be a snake. Slithered down out of the roof. They caught, they captured it in the ATM booth. It must be eight feet long. Oh my God. And it, then it just climbed right back up the ATM and went on into its little hole. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I'm good.
0: I don't need money. I don't that need bad. any
2: cash. <laughs> 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 All right. Next story oh man police in the netherlands were just on the the run i mean there was a a call came in there was a loose camel that was on the loose in the streets and the netherlands and the officers responded and to the loose camel and you know what they they found an emu (laughs) they never found a camel (laughs) they camel, but ended up capturing a loose emu. <laughs> uh, same difference, the police joked on Twitter. <laughs> Officials so said, so much alike. <laughs> yeah. Did somebody like, hey, there's a camel over there, and that's not, it was an emu, or did they just randomly find an emu while they were looking for a camel? There's so many questions. Officials said they are still investigating whether or not it's possible that a camel was also loose in the area.
0: Well, you know where there's emus, there's Camels.
2: Camels. I mean, obviously, you, they got You know, together.
0: the World Equestrian Center they're building over here in Acala, across the street is a big emu farm. They must have 200 <laughs> of them. I don't know what they bake them for, I don't know what they're good for, but they have a lot of emus.
2: Did you hear about the Tampa Weatherman? Fox 13 Tampa Bay meteorologist Paul Delegado was delivering a live forecast from his home due to the shelter-in-place limitations. Did you hear about this? No. He had a cameraman filming him from outside the window when the segment <laughs> was interrupted by his giant golden retriever. <laughs> came in and knocked the computer down. Entered the frame of the camera. Something
0: so would happen to us.
2: Uh, he hit the computer screen, yawned, jumped on the window, and started looking around. Uh, so apparently it's a video bomb that was shared on Twitter so much. Like, you got, like, thousands and thousands of shares. Dog has gone viral. And um, <laughs> what he says, he tweeted... Thanks. Now my daughter thinks I'm the coolest dad on the planet because Mark Hamill said one of the only things I like about the tweeted, one of the only things I like about the lockdown is being able to see what everybody's homes look like. That and dogs photo bombing. The weather report, of course. <laughs> so Luke Skywalker tweeted about Paul Delgado's <laughs> dog, and he's like, I win. I'm the coolest dad ever. <laughs> Mark Hamill watches me. Last story. <music> Well, if you're going to vacation in Tennessee, (laughs) there was a a rental cabin in the hills of Tennessee and uh, I think it's outside of Gatlinburg and it's their cabin and they were out there with friends and um, it was a Friday morning and their husbands were out golfing and one of the women, Michelle Everhart, just kind of looked outside and was like, oh my God. There's a bear. There's some bears outside. Whee! So they look outside and there's a bear. Oh my God, he's coming up to the door. Oh my God, he's, he's banging on the door. The bear kicks the door down. The women have to flee into the back of the cabin into a bedroom, which bad idea because apparently he can just knock doors down. Yeah, what are you going to do now? Right in the ceiling? <laughs> one bear comes in. 3 bears are sitting on the porch. Ooh, I guess they can not go outside. That's a lot of There's bears 3 bears on place. the porch. <laughs> one bear, they go into and this is the quarantine lockdown at its best, okay? They go into the kitchen, the one bear. He steals 5 pounds of Reese's peanut butter cups, good 1 taste, pound yes, of M&Ms, <laughs> 1 pound of M&Ms, 2 pounds of Sour Patch Kids, 2 bags of potato chips two beers, two Diet Cokes, and 20 Zyrtex. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to
0: need the Zyrtex after all of that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, who has that much crap in their kitchen?
0: <laughs> That's a lot of candy.
2: <laughs> that is a lot of candy. and uh, the What, you, what they did say freezer.
0: was they were three pregnant women. Were- right, <laughs> yeah.
2: exactly. They, they did call the police from the back room, and the police were summoned to the cabin. They were able to chase the bear and its friends. Um, except, except for you know, they still got away with five pounds of Reese's, a pound of M and M's, two pounds of sa- <laughs> who has two pounds of Sour Patch Kids?
0: <laughs> That's a lot of sugar. <laughs>
2: That is a lot of sugar. Those bears are now bouncing off the trees. (laughs) And then they had to have a Zyrtec to wash it all down. Why would they steal Zyrtecs anyway? Um, As they said, it's very uh, untypical for bear behavior for them to come on somebody's porch, knock down the door, look for food. Apparently, those bears have been uh, receiving handouts from somebody. (laughs) Duh. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) They always come from here. (laughs) That's in Gatlinburg, Tennessee.
0: I have one more. It also involves an animal. So this is in Boston, and apparently the police were patrolling the Roxbury District of Boston, which I know where that is after having lived up there. And a concerned citizen came over and said, Hey, an animal may have escaped from the nearby Franklin Park Zoo. And sure enough, in the middle of the road was a great big male peacock uh, strutting his stuff. So they were like, what are we going to do with this peacock? We don't know what to do with this peacock. So they uh, get this. A quick thinking officer found an app, a bird calling app, downloaded it to his phone quick and played a peacock mating call through the speakers (gasps) of his car. And apparently the peacock followed him and they managed to get the peacock lured into a fenced in yard until they could call animal control to arrive and transport it back to the zoo.
2: Okay, that is one very sexually frustrated peacock.
0: (laughs) Would you have thought of downloading an app for a peacock?
2: (laughs) This person has avian experience, I would imagine.
0: (laughs) We're happy to report the peacock is now back at the zoo and doing well. Let me tell you what. Unless you've experienced peacocks close up, Jemmy's last apartment complex she was at had hundreds of them all around. Tons of peacocks. And let me tell you, when the bird poops on your car, that's the size of a peacock. You know it. It's a it's a mess. But those peacocks are big, and when they you know flap their when they put their feathers out, they're bar- and start squawking. They have a very loud squawk. Uh, you you know it. it they're intimidating.
2: So- My brother ha- had uh, li- lived on, on the beach in Florida, and they had a, uh, he had a tiny little apartment, but there was a washer and a dryer. But he had it sitting outside on in like a on a porch, so he would do his laundry outside. Uh, Your brother and would
0: have the washer and dryer on the porch. That's so I Appalachia. Know, it,
2: <laughs> what's amazing is that he would actually do laundry. That's the more important thing. And I never actually saw him do laundry because there was a peacock that would come up and stare at his like shadow reflection and peck the washing machine or the dryer was like front of, and he could see himself in the glass and like peck the glass. And he said, it would just sit there for hours. Random stray peacock would come up, look at himself for a couple hours and then leave.
0: We have a couple <laughs> Live a half a mile away here in the neighborhood, and you can hear them from here. I mean, when they start going, they're like the donkeys. You hear them?
2: (laughs) They get going. Just don't let them
0: poop on your windshield. That's a mess.
2: Which, by the way, I remember the guinea thing. I have two guineas, and and all the listeners and Doctor Wendy said, "Get guinea fowl. They're great. They're great. They're like the worst thing ever because they're so loud." Well, I have two males left because I gave away all the females, and I'm like, "I'll keep the males. They're going to eat the ticks. They're not as loud." One is such a jerk. He chases everybody around. He tries to breed to my chickens. It, there's babies that are like a couple months old in the coop. And he goes in there and he chases all the babies around. And I'm like, you know what? You're going to be locked outside the coop at night. That is it. You don't get to chase the babies. If that's your behavior, you're going to sit outside at night. And I'm like, eventually he's going to get eaten. That son of a bitch has been outside the coop for a week and has not died yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why? I mean, I forget to lock up the chickens at night and, like, there's a slot. You know, I can't plan to have a massacre. I just can't get him dead. (laughs) And remember, I am actually, by the way, Glenn, I went vegan again. So it's my vegan lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah. I saw myself in the mirror naked. You'll be looking like, oh, like my Joy God.
0: in no time. I'm trying. <laughs> so we started the show with Joy. We'll end with Joy. Okay, Thank you, perfect. everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Tomorrow's the Fox Hunting episode. And on Friday, it is really bad ads. So get your a lot of people have been sending in voice ads this week. So... If we're we are lucky on Friday, we won't have to do anything. It'll just be. They play, really
2: play, want play. that back on track She, I mean, the prizes are ridiculous, <laughs> you guys.
0: They definitely are. Hey, hold on, auditors. We have an announcement to make. We'll be and everybody else have a terrific, safe day.
2: Bay neuter, gal.
0: Or put your chickens out to be slaughtered, apparently. You know that hens never I mean, it's gonna not a, it's never going to. It's die.
2: not a, it's it's a male guinea. It's, they little demon
0: Yeah, well, no fox is ever going to get that bird. <laughs>